You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. What a week it's been for your old pal Dave Juskow, and I mean that literally and figuratively. There's so much going on here in the big city that we don't even have time for guests this week. We have to talk college football and Katy Perry. We have to talk NFL football and Geno Smith going to the movies. We have to even talk high school football and hanky-panky. And if that's not enough, we have to talk SNL and television, television, television. From A to Z to Twin to Peaks. From the east side to East Rutherford. It's a jam-packed, completely entertaining week six edition of The Spread with Dave Juskow. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are here this week. We are guest-free because I am telling you I had one of the most phenomenal weeks that anybody could ever have, certainly a man of my advanced age. So I'm just here with my boy, Mr. Jack Pessin. Hello, my friend. How are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Hey, now. Hey, now. And thank you for uh, keeping tabs on my weekend and uh, texting me and making sure I was okay. I really appreciate it. Because well, I kind of had to because just we just have to start by saying that I spoke to you for a solid half hour Sunday morning and you told me today that you had absolutely no recollection. No, no recollection. recollection. Was that after or before I peed in the park? It was while you were on 56th and 9th, which that must be a whole other story, how you ended up there at 8 o'clock in the morning. I took the city bike. <laughs> <laughs> I did, because I remember that was, you know, how I like to ride a city bike. But this time I was so hammered that I even said, this is a bad idea. <laughs> like, I was wobbling all over the place. And, you know, I love my city bike. And, you know, I like riding it when I've been drinking. But I was drinking so much that I was like, this is a really bad idea. No That's matter the only how thing much... I remember. But I don't remember talking to you. I just remember a white Bronco picking me up. And uh, no oh, black people Bronco. inside. How yes. about that? Now, did that make you feel more comfortable with uh, no black people on the inside of the wild? Duh. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it was a. Do they make white Broncos anymore? I'm assuming they stopped. I feel that Mandingo making. Three would not be driving <laughs> a Ford Bronco, but hey, that's just me. Excellent point. Well, uh, we are starting uh, the week. We, uh, I guess, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you all about my weekend and everything, obviously, but. It's, it's always so hard to get going. Yes. There's so much going on. I, um, you know, Sarah Silverman, our friend, friend of the show, our week two football winner, uh, <laughs> you know, who, who showed us how to make our football picks, which is a miracle, was on Saturday Night Live this Saturday. That's right. And I was there and I, I witnessed the whole thing. We are going to break it down because it was such a phenomenal evening in the sense that, you know, I've been friends with, uh, I mean, you know, listen, if it sounds like name dropping and all this kind of stuff, I mean, we've been friends for 30 years. I mean, it was very exciting seeing my friend host Saturday Night Live. Now, Louis hosted it before, and we're, we're very right. good friends, and we've been friends for just as long. But me and Sarah are truly best friends. So for your best friend to host Saturday Night Live, it was extremely exciting. And I have uh, you know lots to say, but I want to go through the whole weekend. Well, I guess I could do that now. Should I, just, I uh, should I jump in and cover any of it? Because you invited me and I got to go to all of this cool shit with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we pull no punches. David, I, <laughs> what happened on Saturday? 
I uh, listen. I couldn't. What, what am I supposed to? I'm, supposed to, I'm, I'm going to invite you, David. What you're saying I'm not is invite, I uh, don't have a vagina, and you didn't want to invite me. Wow. And I'll take you. Okay. I wouldn't have invited you anyway. <laughs> I mean, I would have invited your wife before I would have invited you. I mean, well, no offense. A, again, She's a, has a vagina. There you go. You're. <laughs> Nobody wants to see you. I mean, they just, you know, they. Uh, I mean, look. I mean, yes, of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite a girl if I can, but I couldn't. I mean, she had ten tickets. She probably has more than ten friends. Everybody came out of the woodwork. They were just like me with my cousin. Oh, it's got to be just brutal when they, when you're hosting. I mean, they must have just all swarmed her. All I know is, uh, you know, later all her high school friends were sitting at the table. And she couldn't sit down, you know, at the after party. Oh, God. And they went to the dress rehearsal. At least I went to the real show. Oh, you're a big hitter, man. Now, as you know, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I kind of want to start. I, I think I'm going to do it at the second half hour. No, no, no. I don't. Well, well let me it, ask you this. Yeah. You had like kind of a big plan set up and I'm not going to say what it was, but do you feel you achieved your plan? Oh, my God. I completely achieved the plan. Fantastic. And uh, the plan was to, it was a test of endurance, <laughs> manliness, gayness. <laughs> I mean, everything was involved. I'm talking about one of the hottest, like, 24-hour periods, uh, you know, really ever. Except I, I don't think there was any penetration. <laughs> and speaking of which, Saraville, I don't know if you've heard this, but, you know, we're being edgy today in the news. Your hometown. Uh, home area. My hometown, I'm from Edison, New Jersey. Yep. Saraville's right next door. And apparently now they have stopped the football program in Saraville because of uh, hanky-panky, as is a polite term for uh, pen penetrating somebody's ass with your finger and then making them lick it. Well, it was confusing because uh, it was uh, uh, I'm reported. I'm glad my nieces aren't here today. It was reported as a digital insertion. Is that what you said? You said it was a. Di I didn't know what that meant. And apparently, digital meant fingers, not an iPhone. So that was uh, really. I don't, know. I don't know what they're doing over there. I mean, that that, that place is very close to where I, we used to. You know, they were our rivals. So I used to run cross country. You know, I wasn't classic athlete, as you might say. So <laughs> basically, as long as I'm not. You know, holding any objects. Were you wearing the okay. short shorts? I was wearing the short shorts, and uh, they cut off uh, the basketball like shirts. And I used to run cross country. I was pretty good at it too. Run my most improved. Uh, <laughs> Went from I a uh, ten-minute mile to I, a fifteen-minute. I lost the uh, township championship uh, one year in this douchebag to a Kenyan. Um, Art, I, I want to remember his name because I hate him so much because he like took it out of me. Meanwhile, like he he wasn't even the coach, and I was like, why don't you shut up? Wait, so you you lost and the coach kind of like unloaded on you? Yeah, but he wasn't. He was the coach a year ago. He wasn't even the coach now. And then he unloaded on me. And he goes, "If you beat this guy, we win the township championship." And I'm like, "What?" And I stopped and I was listening to what he said. And then the guy beat me. He tells me at the last second. And then he was so angry, I started to cry. And my uh, girlfriend was there. And then it was very embarrassing. And then I won most improved. I was like, "I throw this medal back in your faces." <laughs> Although I, I still have it somewhere in a box. But <laughs> Keepsake. Anyway, the Saraville team, I've never liked them, so I expected something fishy from these guys. In 1980, <laughs> when the Olympics were, I believe, in Montreal or where? No, no, that was the that was Rangers. 70, that was 76. The Lake Placid. 80 was Lake Placid. Yeah, the, 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 winter, the, the, the hockey ones and yes. everything. In 1980, yes, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, old man Jessica was here forever. Now, I was a zygote, FYI. Now, um, 
1980, they had the Olympics, and the torch carrying, which goes through, so ridiculous, you know, they, they carry that stupid torch through. Right. Obviously, somebody's got to put it out at some point when it's <laughs> going in an airplane, right? I mean, or do they carry it on a boat? How do they work that thing? It depends on where it's starting, I suppose. Well, it always starts somewhere, and it goes. I'm like I'm saying, like let's, when it, it goes to Athens, doesn't it start? Maybe it's maybe it always has to start in Athens. Oh, and it always then, have to start and then move. So what they do when it was in Athens? They're just like, we're just going to light it. Well, if it goes so to Liberia, it. it can just get a flight anywhere in the world. So well done. Now, <laughs> if so, all right. So anyway, they're running this torch, and it's going to run through, I guess, Saraville. You know, so whatever. Or maybe it was around Perth Amboy. That's where we're near, you know. And um, so w the cross-country team, the Sarahville cross-country team, got to run with the Olympic torch jerk-offs. And uh, we were very jealous. So we went down that day to see the running by the, the Victory Bridge, as it was, as it was called back then. Uh, they, they've since, that was one of those drawbridges, but it turned. So you had to oh. wait 45 minutes for it to turn back so you can go to the movies, fine which was on the other of, side. Fine piece of modern machinery. Yeah, It's by this uh, thing, if you know the Jersey Shore, it's right at the, stop, the start of the Jersey Shore that's called Driscoll Bridge, and it's like really high oh, up. Oh, I've been on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's right, right at the start of the shore. And so these guys were running, and we were all looking. We're like, look at these jerks, and we hate them. Like, we're so angry they were arriving. But, of course, we were so jealous that they got to run for the torch. But then it looked like we went to cheer. Like, they came out like, hey, thanks for cheering us on. We weren't cheering you out. We were hoping you were going to fall. So I've always hated Sarahville, and I expected nonsense from them and hanky-panky, as I, I want to call it, because what they did is so disgusting. <laughs> I don't even it, want to think it, it about really it. It really is, yeah. I just don't understand dudes that want to stick their finger in another dude's ass. Like, how is that hazing? I, I would just be like, guys, this is really gay. And I'm like, what'd you say? You know, I'm like, no, what you're doing is really gay. Hey, why don't you shut up and go put my dick in your ass? Yeah, you it's well, like, yeah, that's gay too. Like they've sir. never seen Heather's or something. I mean, it's just so. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, but. Um, it's a, it's a, it's very odd. <laughs> and now I guess it was condoned by the uh, coaching staff, or just kind of they turned a blind eye to it. It was, uh, it was an ugly story. I, I don't understand how you turn a blind eye in this day and age. You know you're going to get burned sooner or later. Joe it's Paterno, I bring up. I mean, let's just take that guy, his uh, statue down. Who you know, they have a statue <laughs> of the coach in Saraville. I've already went. You know, I'm going to that strip bar right next, right in Saraville tomorrow, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a prayer for those kids at the uh, Bourbon Street. It's called. Uh, that, you know, I went there recently. I hadn't been there in like 30 years. Yeah. I went because I was performing in Old Bridge, New Jersey, which is right outside of Saraville. That's exciting. This place called The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club? Yeah, so they after we perform for three or four people, they <laughs> it's 80s night every night. So, uh, you know, then we dance. And um, then I said, you know, I'm going to take the $100 I made and I'm going to go to the strip club. <laughs> this was... Last summer. <laughs> I'm sorry. It wasn't like I was 19. I was like, yeah, this was last summer. I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go by myself. Old school. Because wow. I couldn't believe the place was still there. I passed it on the way. And I went. And it's all Russian girls. Oh, And they all live shame. in Brooklyn. And I'm like, that's, you know, I'm, if you need a ride into the, and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Trying to have sex with a Russian stripper. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. That's exactly right. What am I doing? I'm like, would you guys like to see a show? <laughs> Cats is on. I mean, well, not on Broadway, but if you come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And also, just uh, in, uh, let's just go, now we're going from high school football to college football. Rutgers, uh, last week. So I'm at Saturday Night Live 
I'm going to keep saying it as if I'm bragging, as if I'm doing because I am bragging. You should. But um, I'm at the show, and you know I'm panicked because it was Yom Kippur. I was like fasting, and I had to stop the fast because I was very nervous about being too full or whatever. Because you got to sit there for like two hours without going to the bathroom or anything. And uh, I'm an old man, uh, you know. I, uh, I don't have time. My prostate is is what it is. Uh, but I, you know, it's not just me. There's lots of girls can't sit for that long either. They I drink a lot of water. I sit for that long. Right. So I was very uptight about what I was drinking and eating. And so whatever the case may be, I was very nervous that whole day. But the Rutgers game was on. They were playing Michigan. It was their first time into the Big Ten, playing a Big Ten school in the conference. Right. And so I'm waiting, and they're waiting, and there's bad service at NBC. And uh, I'm waiting, and it and they're like, please turn your phone off. And I'm like, I'm going to wait for the final score. <laughs> and they won 26 to 24. And it, But it just said fourth quarter ended. It didn't say final. It was driving me crazy. And then uh, they they did win. And plus, I saw a lot of good college football. Alabama, uh, Ole Miss beating. I don't know. If you've, you, I don't, you don't watch College Game Day. That's you know that's my favorite. Well, I do show. a little bit. I know Katy Perry. Uh, right. Made so the I I take the show every week. The first fifteen minutes is my favorite, and the last fifteen minutes is my favorite. Everything in between is disgusting. It's like so boring. <laughs> I can't stand it. I mean, I don't even. It's all filler. They even know. Come on, Chris Fowler talking for three hours for about nothing. Even Lee Corso takes a nap during that period of time. Like you. You can see he's not there all the time. So, um, yeah, they were in Mississippi. And apparently, it's really Ole it's such a great Ole Miss, right? Isn't that where I did the, is that the blind side that did the invitation from that guy last week? Was that Ole Miss that uh, yes. the guy from the blind side went to? Michael like, or hey, I've been doing that invitation all week. <laughs> the guy from the blind side where they're trying to get him, the recruiting, like, you, you know what I'm saying? You can go to a gas station. Get bed barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't stop doing it so so much so that uh, I had to have barbecue after I had twenty four oysters. You know, that's a whole. We'll go into the whole thing. Um, that sounds like a very. It uh, was an abs- It was an actual, literally and figuratively shit show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Katy Perry was the guest, and I like when they bring the uh, you know the guest to make picks, and she was really good because I like when. A guest, and you know, I went to go see her in concert anyway. So I, I don't know whether I told you this before, but me and Ken Danico, the Danico, the the ex New Jersey the Devil, great, yeah, New Jersey legendary three time Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup winning winner. Jersey Devil. Like we're kind of friendly because uh, I don't know whether I mentioned my cousin owns the New Jersey Devils. You know what? I think maybe you may have mentioned that once or twice. I actually might not have. Sorry, I show. think you mentioned it. Uh, I mentioned it to you. I know what you mentioned. You mentioned when we went to the Eagles concert that he might own the building that we were... Uh... Okay, that's probably true. <laughs> but he owns the devil, so a lot of times when we're in the booth together, I'm going to opening day next weekend, um, Ken Danico's always there. And now I realize he just walks around that building well, do you like remember the king. Right, when we were at the Eagles game. He was, was literally like, doing the, the, the thing with the uh, the, the board that for the is, lights and all of that no, shit. No, I think that was somebody else. I kept saying it was Danico. It was a guy that looked like Danico. Because that, quite frankly, if I had won a Super Bowl or a Stanley Cup or a World Series, I, wherever I won it, I would do that completely. I'd go into every... Every area of that stadium and just be like, yeah, it's me. That's right. It's me. So that's what Danico does. He just hangs around the Prudential Center. So he's always in the suite. So I see him all the time. So we went to the Katy Perry concert. I'm like, Ken Danico, what are you doing here? Like it was a commercial for, you know, Snickers or something. And he goes, uh, oh, I'm here uh, with my niece. I'm like, oh, me too. Me too. I'm here with, uh, yeah, because I mean, Katy Perry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, where are your nieces? They're coming. They're coming. They'll be They'll be here, but anyway, Katy Perry was amazing, and she called out the Oklahoma quarterback as uh, yeah. Like, I heard she was, she, was a, she was like a little blue. Wasn't she was she? a 
firecracker. There you what? go. Hey, old man. Good callback. <laughs> um, yeah, she was really, uh, she was really good, but she came prepared. She had like court. She had bits. I like that kind of stuff. I like when the guest has. They're familiar with the show. Well, she came ready. She didn't. She didn't yeah. come like unprepared. I like that. Plus, uh, Lee Corso picked the wrong pick. He picked Alabama. She picked Ole Miss, and Ole Miss won. It was a huge win for their. Therefore, school. it proves Katy Perry knows more about college football than Lee Corso. I know more about college football than Lee Corso, <laughs> as you know, because okay, let's get down to business. Last week, our friend Kim Prenham was here, and the word was vixen. The word was vixens. Now every week. I make a uh, a college five or six team tease spelling out somebody's name. Uh, now the tease is again you I pick all the teams, but I get ten extra points on each you know thing, and then I win. If I win them all, I have to win them all. It's on paper. It always sounds brilliant, but last week I I did I made one push, so I won. If this is confusing to anybody listening, you can always go to www.davejuskow.blogspot.com. That's right, and it's all listed there. So last week, our friend Kim, who I talked to today, and they lost big. She was pretty <laughs> confident going into that one, too. She said that was the problem with the rest of the team. You know, they always lose, but they got really close last time. You know, I announced the, the derby all the time, and I wasn't there. Who was so your replacement? I, was, uh, I just asked that, too. She said it was some <laughs> dude that everybody hated, and I'm like... Wait, I was there? Because <laughs> remember, she was like, they hate you there. <laughs> There's like, they think I'm not Jewish, so I keep making all these Jewish comments, and they're like, I hate that guy. He keeps making fun of Jews. She goes, he is Jewish. Like, what about you looks un-Jewish? That's, That's what, what I... I... Well, obviously, the guy wasn't wearing his contacts. So <laughs> anyway, we spelled out Vixens this week. I won the whole damn thing. And I'll, I won I'll, every one. I'll give it to you, even though you uh, used a Z for the X. We'll, we'll give it Whatever. to you. I mean, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so wait, wait, Whatever you want... I chose to put in came through so no pushes no pushes i won every single one that's six bets of uh, the idaho vandals the iowa cyclones i think it's iowa or iowa so whatever it was i was akron zips the northwestern North, northwestern beat wisconsin which was another great game oh that but was i had them game. plus 19 and a half so there's no way to lose nebraska over michigan state not over but they had item plus 18 and a half and Rutgers, I had them plus seven. Oh, that worked uh, out well. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe it. So I won uh, $122 out of 50, and the pendulum pick came in. Which I took New England, also, uh, which, I mean, again, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about my day during the, the television port. Well, maybe I should just go into it now. Maybe I should just start yeah, from don't, the beginning. Don't hold yourself, David. Go for it. I don't know. It. I got to tell the whole story. I got to, I don't know where to begin. I, uh, I ha I'm just going to, just while you reset yourself here, I do have to say, uh, Irene's pendulum picks are just, uh, uh, they're it's out of control. It really is. So, okay, just really quick, because I'll go back to it. The pendulum pick is, it's amazing. Now, I've done it again for this week. I'll tell you in the next, uh, oh, no, I'll tell you in this segment, right. This would be the football <laughs> right, right, segment. This is the football segment. I get confused. <laughs> um, okay, the, the, this time it was New England and Cincinnati. Now, you're talking right. about an undefeated team in Cincinnati and New England coming off a shellacking of Kansas City. Now, yes, it makes sense that New England would come back, so it's not that great a pick, but it is a great pick. Cincinnati is playing really good, and by game time, Cincinnati was favored by two and a half points. That's right. So she picked another underdog, and it not only came through, again, like Dallas last week, came through with flying colors. So I was at... I, I, let's just go through the week. Let's, let's do let me it. just go through the weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, starting at the 19 minute mark, about the weekend. This I'm going to take it from the, the beginning. The weekend starts now. This is why I had no time for guests. Weekend recap. That's exactly what it is. 
I wish we had some theme music for that, but we, you know, we don't. <laughs> don't use that, that because that's we have to pay for that now. I hope you're happy. I only did nine out of ten notes. <laughs> uh, what song was that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> My, uh, Lee Maracas, our guest from week two or Man week three. three. Man Dingo Three. He can't stop singing the Schlitz Gay song from that Saturday Night Live. That he, you know, he's like that's the, he's kind of got Tourette's where he just always says just guys gay, just guys gay. Like he's made his daughter like say it now. She's like just guys gay. Like what? What about just guys? Just guys gay. Like that's what he says all the time. Is where the he, daughter where he, going into kindergarten? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I maybe shouldn't have told you that since you're trying to help her. Oops. He was nervous about people from work hearing the show. That's funny. Um, we'll just call him Mandingo Three. We'll cut his name out. That's worse. <laughs> so, um, so now he, so he's really got Tourette's. If you're alone in a room with him, he can't be silent. Neither can I. But he's just always like, "So what's going on, man?" Like every time we'd go to the Nets game during those playoff oh, times, the beautiful. He would just run. be like, "So what's going on, man?" I'm like, "You ask me that every five seconds. I told you nothing is going on. I'm watching the game. And when that's something what's was happening. going on, I told you exactly what it was. Instead <laughs> of not seeing anybody and everything's okay." And he's like, "So how you doing, man?" But he changed it up. To how you doing, man? So anyway. Uh, what was the point of that? Why did I tell that Lee Maraca story? I had a point to it. You were le- you, well, we were reca- re- recapping the week. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. Okay. So it's Saturday night, and uh, I'm going to see Saturday Night Live. Yep. Now, okay, so I uh, I meet these guys, this guy Daniel Kellison and Dan Sterling. Uh, they're great guys. And um, I meet them at the Corner Bistro, you know, where they have uh, really good hamburgers. Yes, but but I, I'm afraid to eat a hamburger because I'm terrified, you know, of anything that's going to be bad. Um, when I'm sitting at Saturday Night Live. <laughs> You're saying you don't want to have a bad uh, burger. And I know I'm going to meet Kate Beckinsdale, and I'm very uptight. Now, I don't know whether I have mentioned this before. Now, now, okay, Sarah's Sarah's boyfriend, Michael Sheen, used to date Kate Beckinsdale, and they have a kid together who is also stunning. Now, there is a... Cut it there, there was she's a, 15, um, but she's a very good-looking well, girl. Well, she's stunning. You know she's going to be beautiful, and she's a very polite, really nice, pretty girl. And um, she has an accent, you know, the British accent, and it's really, really that good. That always works. And I can't even imitate the accent because their accent, mine always comes out like Michael Caine. So <laughs> it's like, oh, that would be lovely. You know, it's always Cockney for me. I can't, they have a really good one where it sounds, you know, the way it's supposed to, the King's English. Uh-huh. So now every time that, uh, the, during the final four, they have a hot girl bracket, which they had on the Howard Stern show, and I've filled it out many times. And every time, I filled it out three separate times, and every single time, the final two, if you know what I'm talking about when you're filling out those brackets for the final four, the final two always came out for some reason. Maria Menounos from <laughs> Entertainment Tonight or whatever she's Why on. would she be at the top of that bracket? I That's don't know. crazy. And Kate Beckinsale, every single time. And I could never pick from the two. I could never pick from the that two. Is, that is a tough pick. So I was very nervous meeting this girl who I just, I guess, out of, you know, when you're going down the list, I'm like, yeah, I'm checking off the ones I, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is on there, whatever, you know, and it, I, I don't know, just always worked out that way. I'm like, she's the hottest. And, you know, maybe I had standards. I'm like, well, I think I could hang out with her or whatever. <laughs> we got this at it in live. We just got to the lobby and she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I mean, really like a in person, an, an A plus movie star. Absolutely. So stunning that I wasn't sure which one was the daughter and which one was the mother because I'd never met her before. I really wasn't positive. I, I just didn't expect her to look that. A lot of times, you know, you see um, 
you know, a movie star like that in person, they don't wear makeup or whatever. Without the airbrushing and everything. Yeah, she was dressed up and looked amazing. I mean, not even dressed up, she was dressed up cool. Right, 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 right. Of course, her husband now, who's the director of the Underworld movies, um, is just as good looking as she is. (laughs) He's a handsome dude. Uh, But they are a fun couple, and uh, they were great. And we kind of hit it off, like, right away. And we really did sit, sit next to each other. I told everybody... Did you have time where you were bullshitting a little yeah, bit before totally. the show? Yeah, yeah. Because then we were just sitting next to each other. We had a half hour. We could sit down at 11. We're waiting until 11.30 to hang out. And, uh, it, it, you know, we just... I, when I told everybody, yeah, I'm going to be sitting with Kate Beckham. I was kidding. But it, it actually happened. <laughs> and then I was panicked. I'm like, do I smell? I don't know, whatever. You know, like, I mean, but I, do I smell like a burger? I didn't have, I had grilled cheese. So I, there was no panic. Oh, that sounds a lot easier on the stomach than some hamburger. Yeah, well, then I, I didn't think about all that cheese, you know, when I was eating it. Um, and I had a Coke. I didn't drink. Because then I thought if I had beer, I was going to have to pee. You know, they, oh, that's a good point. They hate, you know, and when your friend is hosting and she's staring right at you and you have to, <laughs> I got to get up. I got to pee. I gotta be. I gotta you're qu- ruining the moment for me. If where you, if so she's yeah the show's starting. Sarah's on stage. Where are you sitting? I'm up in the bleachers, but right up at the first row of the bleachers. Like you know they like above they don't that really go. sitting section. Yeah, above that sitting section. Because okay. I thought maybe we'd be there, but I think that's for um, actually Sarah just texted because we might call her in today. Oh, she says it's good to call. Hey, how about that? Um, yeah, well, we'll call her in a couple of seconds because yeah, we're going to yeah, break yeah. down the show in a second. Let me just finish this. Um, she gave me the code word that I could call, <laughs> which was fancy pants, because uh, that's what she calls her uh, boyfriend, Mr. Michael, fancy pants. She, anyway, I just got to uh, finish talking about the weekend, and we'll wait, and we'll, we'll call her in a couple of seconds. And um, so we go through the, we have the show, and then um, I go to the after party. And uh, the after party is, it's always great. I've never, I've been going for years. I've never had a bad time. Because Sarah used to be on the show 20 years ago, and so was Atel. These are my best friends. Right, right, right. So I'd go a lot. I never had a bad time. I mean, I never had a bad time. It was always good. Even the time where I yelled at Billy Joel, which I think I did tell on this story. I was so excited to meet Billy Joel. That was, I'm sorry. That was before those guys were on the show. I don't even know how I got into that one. Um, Billy Joel was the guy. I had a gambling problem. Uh, back then, there was no internet to watch the scores, so I had to call in the phone booth to get to <laughs> oh, get the scores. To, did you used to pay? The I used pro- to pay <laughs> to get the scores. I was waiting for the Hawaii score. They don't finish the game until 3 a.m., and I had a lot of money riding on Hawaii. Anybody know the Rainbow Warriors exactly. score? Exactly. So I had to wait, and I was like waiting, and uh, I was waiting on the phone booth, and Billy Joel is right next to me, and he's talking, and I'm like, can he keep it down? I'm trying to listen to the score. Because I had to call and wait for it again, and I was so mad. I'm like, you know, I think I might have a problem. Because I was waiting all day. I was going to, should I talk to him? Should I talk to him? Then I'll tell him to shut up. He's like, bother me. So we go to the after party. It was a great time. I mean, it was really good. But everybody's sitting at the table, and Sarah doesn't have a place to sit. Her stupid high school friends. This guy, Todd Barry. You ever met this guy? I mean, I, I like Todd, <laughs> but he's a mess. He doesn't know what day it is. Him and his girlfriend said that they won't move. Sarah doesn't have a place to sit. The host doesn't have a place to sit. This guy's not getting up. That's what so is awkward. that about? You're not. Her manager was going crazy. She didn't know what to do. She didn't move her high school friends. You know, do you, you should move Todd Barry, but nobody moves Todd Barry. <laughs> Michael didn't have a place to sit. Whatever, you know, so I was standing the whole time. I didn't care. So the VIP VIPs got kind of fucked on the uh, open Yeah, there. exactly. And uh, then we couldn't get a drink at the bar. They're like, your waitress has to do it. Like, but we can't sit down. Like, can't we get Sarah some soda water? That's you know, so like, she couldn't even get No, her... she couldn't even get anything. But Todd Barry was sitting there eating and drinking the whole time. It was unbelievable. Oh, that is awful. I think we should just call her right now. I, I think, think I don't I think, think we're, what are we waiting to... for? What, we have an A-list celebrity who just hosted Saturday Live. We're gonna break down the show. 
and we're going to talk to her about it because it was a really great show. Let's just give yes, her a it call. Yes, we ready? We're going to... Yeah, we're ready. Let's do it right because now. it's stupid to wait any longer. I mean, she said it was cool, and um, I guess this is really happening. Yes, it is. I hope she doesn't answer with something stupid like Jessica's an idiot. <laughs> Hello? Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Crap. Can is you... it Jessica? Yeah, it's Dave Jessica. Yeah, I thought I was going to... Um, nothing. Hi, everybody. Hi, <laughs> hi Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Silverman. What an amazing job on Saturday Night Live last week. Thank you. Uh, no, we just wanted to talk to you because I'm, I'm breaking down the show because I loved every sketch, I have to say. And I, I still can't figure out whether I loved every sketch because you were in it or whether they were good sketches. But compared to the week before, they were amazing. Like, you were happy with it, right? I think the former, maybe, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm mostly, I'm really happy with the monologue. It's everything I wanted it to be. The Joan mo- Rivers, I'm so glad we did it, but I feel crappy that I um, I kept flubbing up my words, you know, because, you know, you know, in comedy, messing up words, is it's like missing a front tooth. All your credibility is out the window, and I felt like I did her a disservice. I mean, I knew my impression was going to be crappy, <laughs> but I was bummed that I, like, tripped over words. Well, right. We didn't care about your impression because that was the fact that you were doing the impression is funny anyway. But I did talk to Joan and she was upset about it a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's funny that you were worried. Uh, but uh, no, I, I still thought the sketch was really good. And I just, you know, we, we talked about that before that. I just thought you dressing up as Joan Rivers is is a list anyway. You know, I mean, it's really good stuff. And then you had the tribute sign at the end. I think you did it the right way. Yeah, well, that was real nice. But the the monologue was truly a home run. Everybody's talking about it. You know, I, I showed I showed it to my cleaning lady today. Uh, <laughs> she was trying to explain to me. She's like, I know the president of Brazil, and I'm like, Oh yeah, let me show you this, my friend. And oh, Sarah, I forgot to tell you, this is the funniest thing. My mom, I was like, Wasn't that monologue amazing? She goes, I, I didn't find it funny. I'm like. You did know that the girl she was talking to in the audience was her, right? She goes, what? (laughs) Oh, Rhoda didn't know that that was me? (laughs) She had no idea. (laughs) She's like, I don't understand why she's asking these questions. It doesn't make any sense. Who is this woman? (laughs) She had no idea. It was like the funniest thing. I don't know. Um, But... uh, yeah, that monologue, seriously, it was, it was amazing. Just even when you went into the audience and just the fact that Lorne Michaels will let you go in and improvise, you know, on a network television show, I, I don't think anyone's ever he done that really before. He was really cool. He was really cool about it. He was like, I like it. It seems it's risky. It's dangerous, you know, because I didn't know who was going to be sitting in that seat, you know. <laughs> I know, and it's a hundred times I... Could have done to, terribly wrong. <laughs> I know, but... Um, it's like I keep saying to people, they're like, well, that must have been a plant. And I'm like, no, I, I swear it, it was not. You had no idea who that girl was, right? No, no idea. Yeah. Of course not. Hi, Sarah. This is Jack, Dave's co-host. Uh, I just have to tell you, the, the, the fact that she wasn't a plant is fantastic to hear that because that was just a dynamite skit right there. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, and you know what also is really good? The supportive women sketch is really good because it also... Yeah, I, I just got to tell you, you guys are cutting out like crazy. I'm just trying to piece together what you're saying. Oh, okay, because we can hear you very good. So I'll just talk slower. Oh, that might okay. be helpful. But the supportive women sketch, um, that was really good too because it's also like it's made for you and the kind of person that you do and the way you are with, you know... With women's, 
you know, rights for women and stuff like that. So I thought that was really good, too. Uh, you're completely cutting out. I mean, big chunks of things. I feel like I can piece together what you're saying because it's pretty elementary. Right. But thank you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of thing. I mean, it was just, they just wrote it. It was just stuff they wrote, but it was really cool. I liked it. I had a great time. I was so happy that my my really good friend, Davey Boy Jessica, was there <laughs> to support me. And Well... I mean, it was the best time. I mean, it was it was really great. And oh, and thank you for uh, saving me with Martin Short. I apologize again. Uh, uh, I uh, I started to cry. I met Martin Short, and she was like, "Oh, he's hammered. Uh, he's really nice." Yeah, Jessica yeah. had had a, a bit to drink, and uh, he. I was talking to Martin Short, and Martin Short was leaving, and Jessica usurped him <laughs> and started um, gushing and. And weeping, yeah. <laughs> and I just took over, yep. and I said, uh, "Martin, uh, this is my good friend Dave Jaskow. You would love him in another time and place if you knew him. <laughs> of course, now there's no way to see that because he's gushing and he's drunk. But uh, say hello and go on your way, and just know that you 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 would like him." I still say I did better Something than like that. I still say I did better than Dan Sterling did. <laughs> oh, you did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good. That makes me happy. Hey, can you just tell? Uh, this is one thing, and then we'll let you go. Um, the thing about the blender that Lauren kept saying—I keep telling that story. What the blender sketch? Yeah. Can you wait? You know the thing that he was telling you about the uh, blender. Well, just Lauren is like Lauren is so and he's you know he has so much on his mind, but he's like so cool as a cucumber. But then, like, the littlest things, he'll, he'll, like, take an interest in a tiny detail. Like, there were major things that I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could talk to Lauren about this. But I know that he's so busy, I would never bother him. But then, like, he came especially to my dressing room just to go, like, um, in the blender stage a little so that it sounds stage from you and your, your face down. You just won't uh, look away from the camera when you're referencing it. And I was just like... Okay. <laughs> Such a tiny, like, so beneath him note. Like, I know. And, it, and the, the, I'm just going to look at the blender wherever it is. Then he mentioned it again. I was just like, <laughs> what is it with you in this blender? You've got so many things to worry about. <laughs> and I, I only, I but like I that too. Him. He's the biggest character, huh? I like that uh, story too because, uh, you know, if you see the sketch, Sarah has nothing to do with the blender. It's all yeah. Vanessa Bear. Right, right, right. So there's no reason for him to tell Sarah he's moved the blender an inch. <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's in all, it's just a tiny detail. Like it's so funny because there are so many things I like would have loved to talk to him about that I was like, ooh, it that's he's got so much on his mind, you know. <laughs> I know. Sarah, thank you so much for calling in. I mean, this means so much to me and you were so wonderful and uh Thank you so much for just inviting me on your unbelievable triumph over uh, getting fired 20 years ago and coming <laughs> back like just an unbelievable star that you are. Uh, don't be stupid, you moron. Baba Booey forever. <laughs> Bye, Sarah. Lucas Delabate. <laughs> oh, my God. That was Sarah. Thank you so much. That was amazing, right, everybody? Have a oh, that was great. Applause. That was so cool. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's the thing. She was telling me that story about Lauren Michaels. He's like, yeah, I moved the blender. And that's the thing. It's like, 
she has nothing to do with the planet. Why would you come to the host of the show five minutes beforehand and then just say, I'm moving this blender that has nothing to do with anything you're doing? And wasn't the skit like after 1230? It was the it? last sketch. So like that's the one nobody cares about. It was the strangest thing. And you're right. It was all Vanessa Baird with whatever she was talking about. It was not. So, so I, I'm going to go over some more sketch. stuff. I just I, I want to finish up. I mean, this is a strange show, but it's no big deal. We're doing everything good. We got plenty of time. Sarah Silverman gave us 10 minutes and that makes it a great show. I'm still show. mad that she did 10 minutes because I really wanted her to do five. Because <laughs> um, I said I had a lot to say and I didn't want any guests. She's so into herself. It's like ridiculous, right? Jack, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's ridiculous. Those big-headed Hollywood Oh, my gosh. Types. She's still on the air. I can see the red oh, light on. Oh, for Christ's sake. I'm sorry, sir. Uh, and I'm sorry, uh, audience people that had cut out and stuff. I guess she was in a you know a phone and stuff. I mean, how many times? I got to tell her to use a landline. Yeah, I mean, can't she just stay home next time you want to talk to her? Well, Jesus. you know, it's funny about the landlines. Being an old man like I am at this point... Um, at this point, I'm pretty. I'm just like you. You're 32. You people think you're an old man. You act like an old man. You know, I've been the same way. Like a, Dave, I mean, just because like, I bring lactate to Starbucks does not make me an old man. You know man. exactly what I'm talking about. And at 22, I was the exact same way. I'm like, I'm feeling old right now. I've never been young. So, you know what? What I used to say, like, you know, our parents used to say, you gotta have a landline. Gotta have a landline in an emergency. Gotta have a landline. So I'm always like, gotta have a landline. Always had a landline. Uh, so now we've had emergencies that our parents never thought would happen. 9/11. Hurricanes, devastating hurricanes, tornadoes, landlines, first thing to go. <laughs> but um, anyway, let me just uh, continue with the story. So we go to the after party, and I can't, you know, I used the Martin Short thing already. So, first of all, I'm there and I'm trying to get a girl. I'm trying to get a date, the, the girl that I like that you've met who's very nice. Uh, yeah, she was the Tom Papa show. Up your Tom Papa thing, yeah. And she works until like 2 30 waitressing. So I'm like, I think I can get you in. I didn't think it was a big deal. I talked to Sarah's manager. I don't want to bar- bother Sarah. Very difficult to get somebody into that party. Very difficult. So this was at after 2 30, just trying to get her into the after party. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, no, I wasn't trying to get. This is why Not I mean, the you know, sorry I didn't invite else. you, but I mean, that was like impossible. You know, I couldn't believe I was invited myself. So um, I can't believe you were invited. <laughs> Uh, again, I would have invited Diana. So, um, so, uh, right. So I'm trying to get her. So I called the manager, and then she says, uh, "Ask the publicist who I met, and she was very nice." And she, the publicist, can't do anything. She goes, "I asked, and it's closed, and they can't." And I'm like, "You can't get one girl." And so then I go to the manager again. I'm like, "He can't. Can you just do something?" And she goes, "You got to talk to the publicist." So then I said to Sarah, "I know I'm talking fast, but um, I'm trying to get it all out in my We're head." We're following you. So then I said, I finally go up to Sarah. I'm like, I'm doing the Goodfellas bit. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to fuck the Jew broad, Henry. You got to give me a hand. Here. Come on. Uh, you know, I'm like, can you just help me out, uh, Sarah? Just for, I'm trying to get this girl in here. You know, come on. She goes, you bought a date? And I'm like, yeah, I bought a date one time. I bought a date. We hang out all the time. You give me a break here. This is like, you think it's easy? You think this? I mean, this is a, this is a big thing for me. I can get a date in the Saturday Night Party. Come, come on, Henry. You imagine? I'm trying to fuck this Jew broad. <laughs> so... So so she finally um, she goes. Uh, I asked the publicist. She would go. Oh, she's useless. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, uh, so anyway, she was nice enough. She went out to smoke, and the girl was there. And first of all, I said to the girl, "I'm like, you're hot enough. You can probably just walk in." Yeah. I and she goes, been. "No, they won't let me in." I'm like, "That's because you did it the wrong way." <laughs> first of all, you get hair in a ponytail. You know, <laughs> that whatever, ruins so. it right there. You can't walk. She's in. like, "I'm not wearing any makeup." I'm like, "Well, that was dumb." Uh, but no, she she still looked beautiful. But um, anyway, we went outside to get her, and we got her in. And then it's like you know, it's go we're drinking. I'm getting drunk because you know it, I'm having a great time. Because finally now I'm rested. You know, I was nervous, nervous. Finally two o'clock, I started drinking. So I'm drinking. It only started at two. That's why I was able to go the whole night. 
it's like four o'clock already and the lights are coming up. I'm like, no, 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 we got to continue. And Lauren was still there with Martin Short. Martin Short and Owen Wilson came in. I actually have a clip from, uh, now, from were the they post just... today, which I saw the whole thing, but some of it is mistaken. It says, this is from page six today. Sarah Silverman and Maroon 5 were greeted by star-studded guests, you're welcome, at Dos Caminos <laughs> Park Avenue after appearing on SNL. Owen Wilson and Martin Short, who blah, 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 arrived at the bash as Lauren Michaels, Rita Wilson, and Jay Farrow. I don't know why they'd mention him. Circular spies and guests guzzled margaritas and munched on tacos, none of which I had. Todd Barry did. Adam Levine's <laughs> band shut down the place in rock star style at 4.30. That is completely incorrect. First of all, his band left around 1.30. <laughs> he stayed. He was bothering Lauren because he wants to host the show, and he's apparently horrible. Like, obviously, he's a nice guy. He's handsome, good singer. He does a mean Freddie Mercury. He can't remember any lines. Right. So uh, the car sketch, which was uh, in the car, he couldn't apparently remember a lot of lines, so they had to cut a bunch of Bobby Moynihan's lines to appease. And that's why they killed him, by the way. I found out the inside story. That's why they oh, that's had hilarious. the car kill him. Yeah, run him over because you know I think Lauren was like just put so Bobby kill lost him. lines to Adam Levine because and so Adam Jesus. Levine's like let me host the show and he's like I don't know uh, they don't want to diss him because he's also an NBC member so they're like but anyway so I met him I talked to him for a little bit and I uh, talked to Cecily Strong I got a picture with her because my girl kind of looks like her a little bit so I got a picture of them together. yeah there's a resemblance I talked to that guy Kyle Mooney for a while who is um, he he's the guy that does the bits he did the uh, the the poem. The you know the poem at the end. Oh oh a new, yeah, you know, I got weird. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, he yeah. does more video stuff. He he told me he was actually hired to do kind of take Andy Samberg's place in many oh, ways. Oh, do like the Lonely Island. Do like yeah, that stuff. kind of stuff. That's the way he was hired. Um, he was really nice. I mean, I was just talking to everybody. I was in a great mood. And normally, uh, a lot of times, I wouldn't go up and talk to people, but I was in a great mood. And that's why when I saw Sarah and Martin Short just talking by themselves, I'm like, I raced over, jettisoned. Over it, I'm like, hello, my name is David. And I'm a friend of Cyrus. And I'm like, you know, like, and then I just started to cry because Martin Short means oh so God. much to me. Um, I, I, I love him so much. I, I just, I, I was drunk. I don't know, you know. Did it was you just, say, Martin, I love you so much. I'm going to watch Mulaney tomorrow. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, I did him a favor by saying that. Uh, and. I don't know. It just meant so much. And Sarah totally hooked me up. And she goes, he's a great guy. You'd really like him. But uh, right now he's a mess. What was Martin's reaction to you? He was so nice. He said something hilarious. I can't remember for the life of me what it is. I was just amazed at his good hair. And that he's older great than me. Hair, he has a lot right? of hair. Yeah. And uh, just the fact that he was there. And he was talking to me. He was so polite. That's so cool. He's the man. He's so amazing. He's so cool. And he was, uh, you know, we talked to him. We all saw Mulaney. That's the worst show in history. Martin Short can't save it. And he, Martin Short made me laugh out loud three times. Mm -hmm. um, just the way he pronounced it. He goes, I have a John Malouli. <laughs> that one and the line where he goes, um, yes, I have an Emmy and a daytime Tony. I mean, I don't know whether he wrote that himself, but the way he delivers it, it works every time. If they replace the man with a reboot of the Ed Grimley show, I would rather watch that. Oh, me too. But Martin Short's the man, so I cried. So anyway, for 15 years... I had been waiting, and now this is where our, I mean, listen, this show is called The Spread with Dave Jessica, but if you've been listening, the show is football and television. Lots of television. My weekend was football and television. For 15 years, I, when we used to go to the Jets games, the Jets tailgates every year, there was this Sammy Hagar guy who would always be wearing a blazer, 
And we always thought, who is this guy? And who came to him at a bar at four in the morning and said, dude, I got two tickets to the Giants game. Do you want to go? And he's just like, yeah. Why was he wearing a blazer in the Jets parking lot? Nobody knows. And he was always wearing He'd take it off at times, and he had a cutoff shirt on, and he'd wear the same outfit every time. And I said, someday, someday, Lee Maracas, I'm going to come dressed as that guy. And today was the day. So I drank until 5 o'clock. They closed the place down. Lauren stayed late. I don't know why he didn't say, hey, let's keep it open. He pays the tab. But I don't know why he doesn't say, keep it open another hour. I'm having a good time. They turned on the lights. People still stayed till 5 o'clock. That never happens, right? So then we leave. They have the after-after party, which is at the cutting room. But I don't want to go to that. I just want to go hang out with my girl and drink a little bit somewhere else. And she knows all the after-hour places. So we went up to this place called Barcelona yeah, probably shouldn't have mentioned that in the air. Anyway, uh, we went because that's this kind of place where they um, <laughs> they do all these crazy shots, and the bartenders hate doing it. But you know, it's kind of exciting. Like they do the Harry Potter shot, so they light the bar on fire, and then the guy has the <laughs> wand, and he has to put the bartender has to put the scarf and the glasses on there, and he's miserable. But anybody that comes in is like, I'll do the Harry Potter shot. He's like. <laughs> they have that when they have the uh, full metal jacket shot where the guy just goes like you're a pussy drink drink and they but they get into it they're really good at it so I'm like yeah I want to go there that'll be great uh, so we went in and we saw our friend in there but they wouldn't let us in because it all depends on the bartender's mood you know you can't really serve alcohol until four but you can get locked in a place but if the bartender's not happy if he's not having a good time if he wants to leave he can't get in they wouldn't let us in but then she goes I know another place around the corner I'm like you're the best girl ever this is the best night ever so she, we went around the corner, and we stayed until 7.30. The bartender turned Jesus on the lights at 6, Christ. and I'm like, damn it, I'm not going to make it to the Giants game. I'm not going to make it. Because, you know, any time, if there was any kind of less than a half, more than a half hour, I was going to be like, I'll never make it. I'll never make it. I needed to try and make it till 8 in the morning when I knew Lee would be leaving for the game. Right. So the bartender turned on the lights at 6, and I'm like, oh, no, this sucks. And then he's like, you know what? I'm having a good time. Let's keep partying. He turned back down the lights and we drank again. The bartender was really nice. We had a great time. And then finally around 7.30, uh, you know, she was just like, I got to go. And I'm like, pussy, you know, like whatever. And I'm like, no, no, I want your pussy. No, okay, sorry. I don't talk like that. I don't talk. Sorry, That's I your problem. Maybe if you I know. Uh, if I did. Remember I told you, you would have heard of me before. As a comic, for many years, I would just do nerd stuff, imitations, clean stuff. I came up with two dirty jokes you know, back in the 90s, and it propelled my career to this level that, you know, could have gone farther if I'd come up with three. You know, I could have been Louie. I came up with a Mr. Magoo getting fucked up the ass and Bill Cosby on the HBO Def Jam show just always going, now the man ain't the woman's pussy. This used to kill. It was ridiculous. One time I was at this club and my parents were there and the crowd was going crazy. I mean, it was the best night of my life. And I'm like, the man and the pussy. I just kept saying the pussy in that term. Like, and the people came from miles around. This was good, pussy. And people are dying. And my, my dad is dying. He's sitting, slapping the table with his hand. And my mother's just sitting there with this look. What an asshole. She's just like, <laughs> just like, whatever. And I'm like, you're such an asshole. You can't be proud of yourself. All right, you don't like the dirty material. First of all, that's not that dirty. I don't know if you haven't, you know, my best friend, she can't even watch. Sarah and David Tell are the dirtiest, you know, human beings alive besides Jim Norton, maybe. And 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 I, you know, I'm saying, the man ain't the it's like a cartoon. And she can't for two seconds. Her son is killing. She can't be happy with that for two seconds. What a bitch. <laughs>
Can't you kill with something a little cleaner, yeah. David? Can you believe that? So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so I, I was, uh, where was, why would I, why did I go into that? So, oh, right. That's the way I was talking. Drink. So anyway, 7.30, I get out, I go, it's 7.30. I made it, but I kind of made it. Like, I was like, I'm calling Lee. He's not answering. And I'm walking. I'm like, I kind of walking home. It's freezing. I have the blazer jacket. I'm covering myself. Thank God I have that blazer. And then, um, he finally called. I took a pee in the park, uh, cause I had a lot of beer. And uh, then he called back, and he's like, okay, we're leaving. And I'm like, okay. So I took the city bike from Central Park, and that's when I made, uh, That's where I must have called you. I met him on 9th and 56th. I'm just checking while you're talking here. I'm checking to see what time you called me. Oh. Uh, so then, yeah, I was just waiting on the street. I had a cup of coffee, and then I was just waiting. He picked me up. I was still wide awake, loud. I'm like, there was a 15-year-old kid in the car. I just kept, I kept saying, listen, kid, you don't know nothing about nothing. And uh, the kid seemed to like it. His father wasn't too keen with it. And then this fat kid came who was a, such a dick. He goes, oh, God, Just Gow's here. Like, I don't even know who this guy is. Apparently, he remembers me from another time. I thought it was that douche from last week, the evil griller, but it was another guy who looks exactly like him. So he, he was when we got to the tailgate, he was telling me to be quiet. And I'm like, you're telling me to be quiet at the tail at the park? Lot of the giant, you're an idiot. So um, everybody else seemed to enjoy. I mean, I guess when I go into the Michael Caine, either people like it or they hate it. I don't know, but I can't help myself. I think the Michael Caine's a hit. But I, I was having a, the best time. I was doing the Statue of Liberty play. I was all <laughs> over the place. But I was wearing the blazer. I'm like Lee. It's happening. 15 years in the making. I came from the bar to the tailgate. I was wearing uh, Stacy Adams shoes. I was like, the girls from the tailgate next, like, you look so cool. I, have, I guess I look like Nicolas Cage. I have texts. You do, yeah. You kind of look well, like Well, with a, that blazer and the outfit. You, you look know. like a hungover Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. It worked. So at, uh, at 12.10 a.m. on Sunday morning, so Saturday night, I had texted you and I just said, are you having fun, David? Oh. At 6.58 a.m., I got a thing that said, you have no idea oh. from you. <laughs> I wrote back at 8.06 when I actually woke up, and I said, well, looks like you pulled an all-nighter. Nice. And you wrote, duh, jackass, going for it all, waiting for Lee to pick me up on 56th and 9th. Nice. And yeah, and uh, so, so, so he picked you up. He picked you up. We went to the Meadowlands. We tailgated. We watched the, uh, the, the soccer from, you know, because they got the TV that set up to the sling block. So we were watching live, uh, you know, soccer from Chelsea. I texted Sarah. I said, tell Michael that uh, we're watching the <laughs> soccer game at the Meadowlands. I'm still awake. And I was drinking and partying and having a great time. And I was totally alive. And then at around 11 o'clock, I went to the porta potty in my tuxedo. That giant and, uh, stadium porta potty. <laughs> right. Beautiful. And then uh, I came back. I was talking to my sister. And uh, I started to like be like, oh, crap, there's two hours left. When normally at 11 <laughs> o'clock, I'm like, oh, no, there's only two hours left. So I'm like, uh-oh. So then they had an extra ticket because I wanted to leave and go. I'm like, I don't think I can take it because I had to go see the Michael Sarah play to completely run the gamut of manliness to gayness to keep up my reputation <laughs> to see a Broadway show <laughs> after I've done all this. This is what I do. This I watched was... football and then I watched a play. <laughs> yeah. So um, – I was nervous. They have a train that leaves the Meadowlands, but they're like, then they're like, we have an extra ticket. I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go in. I gotta go in just to say I was in. I went in. I actually went to the seat. You know, I never go to the seat. I yeah. went to the seat. I like, because I just gotta do it. And then I started dozing off in like the first quarter. <laughs> and then I didn't want to be that fat guy from the Yankees game that they caught me on camera. Um, so I was like so nervous that the TV was gonna catch me. And they're like, uh, fat bald guy this time, you know, because that guy had a hat on at least. Uh, falls asleep at Giants, you know, so at least he's well-dressed. But um, so I was like, Lee, I, I got to go. So I caught the 148 train and I... Oh, so you left like middle of the game. I left a, with like two minutes <laughs> to go in the first quarter. And the weird part was 
there were Giants fans on the train. And yeah, I don't I don't know what that was all about. They also left too. <laughs> and they were like rooting. They had jerseys on. That's strange. I, it was strange. I keep thinking it was like um, that Pat Oswalt movie, The, the Fan. Like, <laughs> they, they just don't have enough money to go to the... Big fan. Yeah, yeah so a big fan, right. So um, I took the train back. I got back. I got home at 3 o'clock and I went to bed. Um, oh, so you did get some Z's. I, I, didn't yeah, think I, I you set did. my alarm for five. So I, I guess, I mean, by the time I fell asleep, maybe I slept for 90 minutes. Jesus. I woke up at five. I showered. I threw my clothes. They were disgusting and <laughs> charcoaled and totally gross. I threw them in a pile somewhere far away from the bedroom. You know, my cat wouldn't even go near me. And, um, <laughs> gay again. Um, oh, my cat wouldn't touch me. Big pussy. Um, <laughs> so then I woke up, I took a shower, went to the show, went to the damn Broadway play. I was about to have a coffee at Starbucks, and I'm like, I'm shaking. My hands were shaking. I couldn't sleep still because I think I was either drunk or whatever. And uh, you probably went, had like alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I think so. And sun poisoning. I was already Sarah was like, How did you get a tan from when I left you? And I'm like, Hey, I got a life, you know. You know, it was like, Hey, come on, I'm gonna drink a nice teas all night. Give me so, some of that SPF 50 at the top of my head. So. I went to the play and I saw the play. I, I never fell asleep. Sarah fell asleep the whole time. You cannot blame her for keeping falling. I mean, she had a week with no sleep. So, I mean, she was having a tough time, but she went to the play, which was I cool. Because we weren't sure she was going to go. Absolutely. Went. And then she goes, Hey, I got to cut out. I'm totally, you know, as soon as the curtain goes, you know, I got to leave. And I'm like, Well, Michael sees you <laughs> from the stage. We were like the third row. He totally recognized her. <laughs> The play was okay. It was with that Culkin kid, Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin, the yeah, he was very one. good. Yeah, they were all very good, but the play was eh, whatever. Plus, the girl who's in it, apparently, she's a blogger. She's what? not even an actress. She's a fashion blogger. She good looking. Yes. <laughs> but how mad am I? I'm like, I, I, I just blogged about the mysteries of Laura, and nobody's hiring me for the mysteries of Laura. I'm a Huffington Post columnist. <laughs> I'm a Huffington Post columnist, and what I saw today. <laughs> and and I mean. Um, uh, yeah, so I went to the play. Then we went. So then, and this leads back. We went backstage to see the kids, and uh, this guy backstage at these old Broadway shows was watching the Patriots uh, <laughs> Cincinnati uh, game, Cincinnati, and yeah. we saw the score was seventeen three. And Sarah, <laughs> who made her picks, you know, people. One kid missed his picks. I'm like, dude, you got no excuse, right? Jerry Ferrara and Turtle. I was like. From yes. Entourage. I'm like, dude, you have no excuse for not making your picks. Sarah made her picks, and she's hosting Saturday Night Live. Not only was she hosting Saturday Night Live, in the dressing room, she goes, wait, I made my picks today. Let me just make sure I got them. She was, like, <laughs> looking at them. She had them on her phone. And then when she saw the Patriots game, she goes, oh, my God, the pendulum pick, it's working. It was 17 to 3. <laughs> it was amazing. We couldn't believe You know, then I'm like, oh, my God, the pendulum pick. It's amazing. 17 to 3, and then they killed the Bengals. That's it right. was unbelievable. And um, that was my... My unbelievable. And then I went out for dinner again, you know, later. And I went you home. You told me earlier that you ended up somehow just after all of this happened over the weekend. Monday, you yeah, ate. Yeah, then Monday night, I and went ribs. out. It was, I've never been able to go out on a Monday and they have like a dollar oyster night. Jesus. And I said, I'm going to have $100. I'm going to have 100 oysters. <laughs> and I told the girl, she goes, No, really, how many do you want? I'm like, Listen, <laughs> just start me off with 12. And then, um, <laughs> so I had 24 oysters and I ate them really fast. And I was going to go for another dozen. But then my friend Kenny, who I'm never hanging out with again, goes, you know what we should get? Ribs from Honky Tonk. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I figured I might as well just go for it all. We're Gandolfini it up, you know, like one extra day. And, uh, you know, so we went to another place and we had beer and ribs and baked beans. 
And um, then I passed out for, I mean, I passed away for a few hours. <laughs> like, no, I don't know. Then I had a horrible night's sleep. <laughs> and then by Tuesday, I think I had sobered up, but then had all those oysters. Then I was like, I think I'm going to throw up, which was amazing. And then I talked to Lee on Tuesday and he goes, how was the rest of your day? And I'm like, wait, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> he's like, ew. And I'm like, well, if you had heard what happened, I mean, if you had known. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was my, that what a whirlwind, unbelievable football television is what this show's about, which is why I didn't mind. I know we didn't talk about, we missed a lot of stuff. And uh, let me just give you, it. we got four minutes left. Yes. Even though this is the television portion, the pendulum pick yes. for this week, I must give it to you because it's so important that you see it. It's a controversial pick because I, I gave her what I think is a very controversial one. It, it, it could go either way you again. Gave her, you gave her a spread this week? Well, there is a spread. Okay. I didn't give her the spread, but All we'll right. see what happens. It's the New York Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday night game? The Sunday night game again. This is our third Sunday night game. It's the big game. And she said, is it unequivoc unequivocally? Unequivocally. I'm bad at... Um, unequivocally. I hate... I feel like an idiot in front of a school teacher not being able to. <laughs> she made it very clear. The pick, the pendulum pick this week, that the pendulum was out of all the time she's ever done it. Is going completely with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sorry, Giants fans, but for you this week, it is a loss. Because if, if I don't, the it's Giant, never wrong, 5-0. and oh. If the Giants would have lost last week, I would have won the week. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I, Jack did really well this week. <laughs> um, he almost won. You would have won if the Giants had lost, right? I, I always pick the Giants against the spread, too. Uh, I was going to pick the Giants. I mean, the Giants are playing very well. Yes. Philadelphia is playing very well. And it's a rivalry game. She's picking the Eagles. I love the pick. I love the fact that she's right every week. I am performing with her tomorrow in Staten Island at some bar called Nazi Central. Um, I don't know what it is. It's by the Staten Island Ferry somewhere. I would plug it more. Um, Will the great Mike Bichetti be there? I, excellent question. I don't know. I would plug it more, except the show comes out on Thursdays. I don't know. You know, if you're listening to it right away, it's in Staten Island at nine o'clock. At uh, you know, you look up the most German name you can think of, and <laughs> Staten Island, and uh, you'll see there at comedy Goebbels night. Comedy <laughs> Club. You can yeah, find Dave Neisenhauser or something. And um, today, I was just thinking that. Um, I remember years ago, and I hate to leave on this note, but uh, <laughs> years ago, um, the, I read in the Post and page 26 that a Nazi had died of cancer. <laughs> and I was thinking, wouldn't that be page one news? Shouldn't that be page one news? And then I was thinking to myself, you know, I guess there's not a lot of Nazis that die of cancer. They all live to ripe old ages. <laughs> Maybe that Hitler had it right. He's like, well, these guys are really good. Help. I don't know. It's like you got to look at it. Kind of, well, I, they were really good specimens, I guess, because... They didn't have any stories about Nazis dying of cancer. I've only heard one. Folks, when's the last time you heard a podcast Sorry, hosted know. by two Jews going pro-Nazi? I like it at the end. Well, it's a horrible way to end one of the most... I, I said it at the beginning. It was a very entertaining show. You know, Sarah called it. It was amazing talking about Saturday Life. I didn't even get to go over the amazing of being there live. I guess maybe I'll go into it again next week. There's so much to talk about. When you're fully sober next week, we'll hit it up <laughs> some more. Yeah, so, um, you know, join us next week when uh, I might have a guest. I, um, I'm trying to bring in my friend Dino uh, Stamatopoulos, who... Uh, you know, created uh, Mr. Show oh, and very Oral, cool. Oral Oral, and I'm hoping he's going to come in, and he's a great guy, and he's really interesting. So, But we don't have time for guests. We're too amazing ourselves. We are awesome. Although our guest today was amazing. Thank you to Sarah Silverman for calling in, and what an amazing job hosting Saturday Night Live. And we will see you next week 
on the spread with Dave Chosko.